Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. You, you, you are listening to Manga Sensei. Yo, Minasan, it's Manga Sensei. What's up? So, today we're going to be going over our first grammar point. Now, anybody who's learned Japanese before may be using this as a refresher.、Um, if you've done Japanese 101, for example, or if you have taken Japanese in high school, or a number of other different reasons,、um, unfortunately, you may have some bad habits, and that's completely appropriate.、Uh, language learners all have their strengths and weaknesses. That being said, today we're going to be going over a little bit of Japanese sentence structure. And we're going to be talking about、um, a very useful part of Japanese, and that is the main structure for this 30 day challenge. Let's jump right into it, shall we? In Japanese,、um, is very much structured differently than English. Okay. There are going to be different changes, different sounds. If you're speaking another、uh, Latin based or, a, you know,、uh, Russian based or a number of different Slavic, for example,、um, you're going to have many different things to focus on. So you're going to have to think Japanese. In a Japanese way. And that's the way I like to kind of relay this. And that is a focus or an emphasis on the structure of the language. So, Japanese is organized via something called particles. These particles are an integral part of the language. And many native speakers will deny this simply for the fact that they are so used to them, they often omit them.、Um, this happens in many languages、um, when omissions happen, is usually a part that is implied. However, for all intents and purposes, I will be pronouncing and using. Each of the often omitted parts of Japanese until we become an increase in fluency. Okay?、Um, we will talk about omissions after the 30 day challenge. For now, for all intents and purposes, let's focus on being able to say the entirety of the sentence. Now,、um, these particles are basically markers. See them like flags that follow the part that they are indicating. So, for example,、um, one particle will tell you location, another part will tell you an object, another particle will tell you a direction, another one will tell you the subject of the sentence. And that's what this first particle is. This is wa. All right. A good example of this would be when people、um, say their name. The subject of your sentence is my name is John, is the subject of that sentence is not name. The subject of that sentence is not,、um, you know,、um, you know, it actually is kind of name. My name is, but the subject is not John. The subject is not is. The subject is not、um, something else that's arbitrary to the sentence. It's the name, my name. Okay. So, namae. Ua, or if I'm talking about a ball, boru or tama, ua. if I'm talking about a chair, isu, ua, a door, do, ua, doa, ua, or anything of that nature. Now,、um, this wa is going to come immediately following our subject. So it is our subject marker. Okay? Now, you can actually take Japanese and put it on a map in a sentence and highlight each of the different particles that will be written in hiragana. Now, When you're looking at this wa, you can tell you that's the subject, and another one will tell you that it's the object and the verb and things of that nature. However, there is something tricky about wa. Wa is the hiragana symbol for ha. Ha. Like ha, he, hu, he, ho. This wa 
is the subject marker. However, it looks like ha. Now, how do you differentiate? Well, for a good thing is that Japanese, um, luckily, doesn't uh, have many words that end in ha, which is a, a very nice beginning point of the language. Um, therefore, an easy way to mark it is you're not going to see wa just kind of sitting by itself at the end of a language. It's usually going to be added with something else. Now, it's also going to be usually following a noun, as that's the symbol in the language that it's following. And it's also going to be um, often skipped when people are speaking because it's so implied. It's going to be the most important part of the sentence, okay? So if I'm talking about bolts or if I'm talking about Japanese or if I'm talking about that, often the most important thing, the thing that comes at the very beginning of the sentence is the wa. Now, um, why do I say the beginning of the sentence? You've probably often heard or maybe have had the opportunity to hear that Japanese is a SOV or a subject-object-verb language. And then, though this is not entirely correct and there are semantics that go into it, generally this is accurate. That is, the subject or the main topic of conversation is at the very beginning of the sentence. The same for Japanese, and from what I understand as well, the same for Turkish. Um, so if you speak any of those languages, wonderful. If you do not, think about it this way. Japanese sentence structure would be like, I went, um, English would be like, I went to the store. So the subject would be I, and then it would be went to the store, right? So in Japanese, it would be a different sentence structure. It would be I, I, to the store, went. The verb is going to traditionally come at the very end of the sentence, Okay, so I eat broccoli, it would be I broccoli eat. A great way and actually a very simple way to remember this is Yoda. You can think Yoda, you can think baby Yoda. Yoda speaks very closely to Japanese sentence structure. So if you are familiar with how Yoda speaks, um, you know, try there is no must kind of a guy, um, he, that is the sentence structure. If you just kind of do some Yoda in your head, you'll be very close to being able to speak um, the next level of Japanese. With that in mind, I have some construction going on beside me, so I'm going to pause for a little bit. I will join you tomorrow where we jump on to the second most important part about Japanese, which is the copula. And we will jump on that tomorrow. Until then, remember, it takes 10,000 mistakes to become fluent. Let's make mistakes together. And I'll catch you tomorrow. Until then, jane. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.